November 28th, 2021. Y'all already know what it is. It's the Homer's Podcast. It's been a while, but, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's been a busy, busy, busy November. Um, you know, myself, uh, JJ, Randy, of course, my boy Rob, you know, there's been a lot that we had to get to over these past couple of weeks. So much things have went on. We've had a, 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 a king being royally suspended. We've had, uh, you know, pretty much everything go, get, going topsy-turvy in the NFL. Aaron Rodgers in the back situation. Antonio Brown, uh, you know, basically getting, you know, dimed out uh, in stupid fashion for his vaccination. Uh, but most importantly, the Knicks. Uh, we are all good fans of the New York Knicks. Before anything, before we even get into anything, how are you guys doing? How's it been these past couple of weeks? Rob, start with you. Uh, it's good. It's been busy. Uh, I think I had like one day off uh, between November 1st and Thanksgiving on Thursday, uh, working shoe basketball games and a Dan Patrick show. So that was a just busy, like what, three and a half, four weeks. Uh, so yeah, but it was good, you know, especially the the shoe games, I, I love producing those. So and we've got a good crew, as you know them all. So a lot of fun. Shout out to Tully, man. My guy Tully showing up for the events, man. I saw I saw my guy out there, man. St. John's, St. John's alum, my guy. You know what I mean? Shout out to Lauren. Shout out to the Lawrence. You know, shout out to Shannon, the rest of them. You know what I mean? Uh, you know, for just doing just doing good work. I thought I, I caught a couple of highlights um ironically enough while i was at my internship because like i was just compiling different sports news on the week and i was just trying to slide in you know slide in some alum stuff you know what i mean uh slide in some ubs arenas in my hood and you know the islanders are back in town and you know they had that their home fracar so um you know when i was basically speaking to them i was like yeah you know like i see my guy freddie you know freddie coleman i see I see the rest, you know, Randy, I see everybody doing their thing. So shouts out to them and shouts out to y'all for going and doing so much things. Because when we were preparing for this, man, the amount of times I, I heard you guys were stressed and, and going to work and, and, and doing your thing. Um, it's been quite stressful for Randy. You know what I mean? Once again, you know, uh, on his on his teacher teachers, you know, type of vibe. What, 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 what has it been for you, man? I'm just I'm just glad I got some time off. <laughs> Uh, I'm just glad I got some time off because more power to the people that actually went to school for it. Because man, it it is it's it's taxing. I'll say that. And um, but no, but you know, um, I'm happy to have a little bit some time to do some things. Um, podcast last week with Carl with through the sports hit list, so it was kind of cool to do that again. Um. Obviously, you know, I go live every Sunday on my on you know the backstage bro Instagram. So we're going live again today. <laughs> so uh it's, it's a good it's good getting a swing of podcasting. I kind of miss actually doing shows. And so, you know, anytime you know I get the bug when I'm on here or sports set list, you know, it's it's good to get the bug. Hey, listen, listen, as I as I said, you know, things are things are brewing, things are brewing a little bit. You know, it's been a long, long time since the quick picks has has come to the YouTube, you know ether you know it's been a while since you know uh backstage brawl has had the broadcast out there you know so we we, we gonna get back to it but you know it 
it is to say, as you mentioned, like credits a lot of people who just do this, you know, credits a lot of people who, who do this on the regular, you know what I mean? Because consistency is key and it's very hard upkeep, especially with a lot of things going on, everyone getting back to, you know, their regularly, you know, um, scheduled occupations and, and trying to get back on to Zoom and, and, and trying to manage because it, it is quite, quite, quite the hassle. Um, but yeah, fellas, Nick's, Nick's talk, you know, at the start, start of the year, we were hype as hell. You know, Nick's Twitter was on fire. The gram was on fire. TV was on fire. TV was on fire. You know what I'm saying? We had Evan Fournier on on that thing. You know what I'm saying? We were looking at the statement jerseys that just came out. We were just like, everything is looking, looking fly. Everything's looking good. You have, you know, Kemba doing this thing, crossing up people. Quickly crossed up his, his Wildcat teammate. You know what I mean? Tyrese Maxey against the Sixers. And we cooked them. They were the first seed. We were riding high. And we didn't want to feed into it. I know I didn't want to feed into it. But you just know that there was going to be a cliff. And there was a cliff. You know, we we went three and seven in our next uh, ten games after that. There was was a hill. Fuck a hill. It's not a cliff. That's a, a cliff hill. is no coming back from. Yeah, that's a hill. You can climb it's back. It's like we, we hit a wall. You know what I mean? Yeah, a lot of and and there's a credit to like a lot of players who who try to, you know, fight through it. I mean, you see guys like, you know, Taj Gibson, who was basically a war throughout it all. Of all people, Obi Toppin has been the most consistent Nick, I would say, on the team. You know what I mean? Like he's just whether or not it's, you know, point he he gets the points up, but it's that that transition, the fact that the pacing always kind of keeps in motion. He's not going to give you the defense 100 percent, but he's going to give you 100 percent effort. You know, so those people have been, you know, hanging in tough. But you have those in uh, those in uh, efficiencies with Randall Barrett. We have Fournier now Kemba Walker. And we talked about the perimeter defense and the three point defense being tough. Um what what do you guys make of this season? What do you guys make of where we're at right now, especially off the heels of last week and, and LeBron blessing us by getting suspended for what? <laughs> I mean, I mean, what to think about, I mean, as, as far as the team, like you knew there was going to be some ups and downs. And and I um the Daily Knicks kind of predicted the fact that the Knicks were going to be at least 11 and nine to start the season, despite the, the easy schedule. Because for one, even though teams have a sub 500 record, they still got better. So teams are no longer feeling sorry for themselves. Anyone can get beat on any single night. If you're not, not unless if you're the Phoenix Suns or the Golden State Warriors of the world. But um, teams got better. And the Knicks, for the most part, they're fine in that regard. It's just a matter of their mentality getting back. It's not the fact that they're, you know, they don't have the talent because they do. The mentality between the core, especially the starters, are lost because it's like, okay, you know, we were supposed to basically improve on last year, but you're still stuck in the mud going on this year. They're lucky enough to beat 11-9. It's a long season. You're still trying to get adjusted to Kemba and Evan because if you're thinking about it, the defensive drop-off from the starting lineup hasn't dropped off that much from last season. The bench is having to consistently outplay the starters to get them back in rotation. I think parts of it you know, they're getting better at it because, like, if this is a 20-game spurt. They're 11 and 9 now, right? The first 10 games were basically a precursor to see what the potential could be. 
the last 10 games were a precursor to what will happen if you need to make tweaks. And I think Tibbs has done a good job in order to kind of see that, which is why in certain games you you, you have those situational players like Miles McBride or Deuce uh, or uh, Quentin Grimes that come in, which the last couple of games due to Rose's injury, he's taken advantage of, especially last night. Like, take it to the point last night and, of course, Phoenix. McBride and Grimes, from a perimeter defensive standpoint, they stay with their guy, you know, and 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 they stick with their guy because they know those they have those fundamentals. Quickly starting to catch, bring up the speed on that regard because you know coming out of Kentucky, defense was in a strong suit. But with Tips, he teaches you you may not be the best defender, but he'll put you in the right positions to play the right defense. As it pertains to the starters, Fournier starting to find his his his, his stroke a little bit. Kemba, I think Kemba's playing too tentative because you don't want him to turn just to a three-point shooter. You want the Kemba that can at least mix and match. Even in Boston, get into a lane, draw fouls, be able to, like, drive and kick. I think too much we're – we're trying to rely too much on outside shooting but forget what our bread and butter was. You know, whether it's pin downs, driving kick, and mid-range jump shooting by Julius. Sure, the players could be complaining about the new Wilson basketball, but at the same time, you know, basketball is basketball. You know, at some point, you have to find a rhythm with it. I know certain players are still complaining about the ball, but look at what Steph's been able to do with the new, with the now physical rules and and, and with the new basketball. So it, it, it's, you know, it's an outlier to, 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 the, to the trend that, you know, what everybody's been complaining about. But as it pertains to this team, there's a lot of pieces that this team does have that they should start utilizing. I, I still feel like Tibbs can go 12 deep on many nights, 11 at most, um, because y- you need a switchblade kind of individual to come in in order to quell whatever you're deficient at. And for this team, interior defense, they're still top 10 in interior defense. Their perimeter defense is basically subpar at best. So for them to kind of like sure it up, you 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 need to plug in at least a quickly or or graduate him so that Grimes could come up, and, and or or McBride could come up and, and and utilize some of those minutes defending some of the top point guards because every all thirty teams have a legitimate point guard that can dribble and penetrate and score or shoot the three, and you need someone that can quell suppress that, you know, um, for for a forty eight minute game which is why they drafted you know McBride and, and and Grimes and quickly making that development you saw his defense with Trey Young last night which was stellar he didn't score a point you know when when quickly was guarding yeah, he only him. had the one garbage time basket with like 30 seconds left in the game in the fourth quarter it was the only point yeah. he had in, in the fourth quarter because because I think that's what's been missing and not to say that Kem- uh, Kemba's a bad defender it's just the fact that in terms of his deficiencies, in terms of like off-ball defense, that's where the young pups, you know, excel at because they understand reads a little bit better. And with Kemba, you're not going to get that with lateral movement with his knees and basically him get being older. Rose, you can basically, you know, hide it a little bit because he knows Tibbs' system enough from offense oh. and defense to, to basically either be a starter in that sense and allow Kemba to go to the bench because there, there needs to be tweaks. Like, I suggest either Fournier or Burks to start to, to help solidify that perimeter defense. And from your, from your scoring bench, because you have a scoring bench no matter what way you slice it. So it's a matter of using that to increase the pace when they get into the game. And with Obi flying across the, you know, across the court, you have something. So, I, and that's what I've been, that's why I assess with this team. They'll be fine. 
they just have to tweak those things, especially from the perimeter defense standpoint, which is their major concern right now. They don't need to make crazy moves. They need to basically tweak their perimeter defense with their rotations, and they'll be they'll they'll be where they should be. Rob, what you thinking, man? Um, well, I mean, I think the first thing that that Tibbs needs to do is what we were saying before the year started, which was if we have Play the, the depth. If well, if we yeah, like if we have the depth, why aren't you using it when we're not injured? Like I don't know why you're not matchup playing to play like it's the regular season. Like I don't know why you're not matchup playing to see what these guys have. Like let them actually be situational, not in just like he uses situational as in, well, I'm only gonna play ten guys a night anyway, unless there's a blowout and you know, then you'll see t- like, no, like actually use it situational, like be like, we're going to play 11 or 12 people every night, not just our same 10. And based off of what the matchup and how the flow of the game is going and how the guys are playing, you know, you throw someone out there that way. Yeah, I mean, especially to- and, and we're only, we're only seeing it right now because of the amount of, you know, especially last night where you've got guard and bigs are, low because you've got two of both are out noel and taj were out and then rose and kemba were out last night so you only see grimes you only see grimes and jericho sims who were jericho sims was fantastic last night like like i literally have okay this and this is what like and they need to switch the lineups that they're doing stop like so bad because last night, I'll give you the plus minus because I thought this was really telling. The plus minus of that main lineup. And we only played nine guys last night anyway, right? Because everybody's everybody's injured. But, like, yeah. that's what I'm saying. Like, you can play 11 or 12. If you add those four back to the rotation in Taj Noel, Rose, and Kemba, I don't know why Sims and Grimes don't occasionally get minutes. I just I, – I don't get it. Like, unless people are injured. I don't. But so here, the main lineup last night – which was, well, the main foursome was quickly topping Sims and RJ. And then, you know, it would either be Burks or Grimes that would be in there, right? Um, that would play – That those were the two main lines. But that main lineup that was all bench guys, so Grimes instead of Burks, uh, with RJ Barrett, okay? These were the plus minuses. RJ, plus 18, okay? This was for the game last night, okay? And I think it's telling because – they played, you know, the majority of their minutes together. RJ was plus 18, Sims was plus 14, Toppin was plus 7, Quickly was plus 9, and Grimes was plus 8. We won by 9 points. Like, that lineup is the only reason why we won. Yeah. Like, it's, cl- it's clear as day. You know, I, I like, like, there's some chemistry off with the starters, and I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's because Randall's been playing bad, if because they don't have anyone who penetrates, because they, they don't do. give the ball to RJ enough. I, no, I'm not saying that they don't have penetrators. I'm saying nobody penetrates because Kemba doesn't penetrate. Yeah, Fournier really doesn't, even though he can he can kind of take off the dribble, but he's not really a penetrator, right? RJ can, but he's like the third or fourth option in the starting lineup, which never makes any sense. Which is why he plays better with the bench guys. Whenever he's out there, when it's like him, Rose, quickly, like topping and a big, you know what I mean? So, so I'll, I'll like ask when you they this. do that. 
I'll ask you this because, like, um, the, the Randall uh, looks like dubious handles again. Yes, he does. And I would like Almost to shout out Brandon. One now, I would, Beyblade. I would like to give yeah. Brandon this credit in our group chat with Bowden yeah. when we were texting last night. He said it as a joke, but actually, kind of might might also possibly be legitimate. Okay, is this fucking new kid like keeping him off all night that his neurons don't fire no more? And he just makes bad fucking decisions. Like I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't get it. You know, is it's like it's like it's like the three hours of sleep a night you get with with a newborn. Like really, really making you look like Fisdale Randall. Blurred, blurred vision, man. Blurred vision. He can't once he once he gets and turns the corner. He's he's not gonna have that weak side it's, pass it's, anymore. It's only the decision making. It's the shot yeah. selection, it's the, the turnovers, the bad passes, the, the spinning left into, into triple <laughs> teams. Like, it's all the oh, stuff that plagued God. him under Fisdale. It's not the skill because you can see every once in a while, like he had the nice bounce pass last night to Jericho Sims, the pocket pass, okay? It was sweet. Sims got the dunk. Like, like he, he, he clearly still has the ability. And, he, and, you know, when you see his interviews, he's like, I need to be better. But, like, I don't know if it just – I almost buy into this. I know he was kidding. But, like, it's almost one of those things where it's like, is it kind of true? Like, yeah. two I, kids hey. now, not one, and, and one of them's a newborn. And, like, good like good father. Don't just be like a, a wife. Go deal with it. I got my own shit. Like, no. Being a good father. Like, you know, hey, listen, play, listen, you know do why- your part. That's why last year, last year he was like after every interview, he was like, "I just want to go home." Yeah, because I'm <laughs> sure he's fucking he tired. A, he just wanted to wait, so he just wanted as much rest time as possible. I mean, listen, uh, that's the only explanation I can come up with because there's no way in hell that he could just revert after last year back to Fisdale Randall, back to I, I dubious have, handles. Another another part of it. Some theories. I have some theories. So, like the first thing with Randall, I did like. The, you know, it, it was funny because, like, I want to say a couple games before, prior, my friend was. This is how you know it's getting is going south with Randall. My friend was already starting the the chance of trade Randall to free Obi. And I'm like, a year, like, if you asked me at the start of last season, before the Randall that we knew came to be, I would have said, sure. I mean, there's really nothing we could do. We're going to be a lottery team anyway. Now the way that we yeah. are is kind of like, I, I hesitate to say that, especially because, like, whatever we get back in that package, it's probably going to overcompensate at a position that we already have. Like, not necessarily, la- like, we don't, we don't, well, we have a surplus of it, but we, but we have. Like, if we were to get, like, a big, a star big, we have Mitch. What are we fucking going to do with Mitch? If we get, like, Damian Lillard and Kemba and D. Rose are on the team, it's like, what are we going to do with that? So it's not like we could sit there and say we well, need a trade thing. That's that's one thing. But with Randall, and I think it, it speaks to Kemba and Fournier, uh, you know, in particular when we go back and forth, I still heart back to the physicality. And there's there's uh two trains of thought when you especially when you play basketball, you know, of course we only play recreationally here, but I'm pretty sure that we've all been in that mental state of if somebody's being physical with us and we don't get a like a comeuppance uh, and they don't get a comeuppance for being physical with us we either retreat or we over 
emphasize our physicality to try to get the bucket in spite of getting that physicality relayed to us. I think Kemba is one of the more reserved ones where he like, if I get bumped, like, and some, and, and somebody brings me out to the 30, 30 foot mark and I'm trying to dribble in and penetrate, I'm getting bumped. I'm getting fouled. I'm getting, you know, like hassle. D Rose is, is like similar to this too, where it's like, he'll get, he'll try to get a foul. He tried to draw contact. He wouldn't get it, throws up his hands. And then the defense goes on a fast break. And then the next play, they just pass it to Randall and go to the side. Like I've seen it. Hints of it with D-Rose last year. I've seen a lot more of it this year, especially with him and Walker. And we have to factor in Kemba Walker is, what, 5'11", 6 foot? You know what I mean? So it's, it's you know, to see a guy like that, you know, of course he's going to get his, 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 his points. He's going to get his stats. But there's going to be moments where he's just not going to want to do that because of his wear and tear. Um, Fournier, you mentioned he's more of a sharpshooter than a, you know, than a playmaker. He's not going to want to be banged. You know, you know, like France has an added, uh, old adage of being like, you know, you know, very, very light, you know, very, very light that they don't have the cojones, you know what I mean? So like they when they, if they drive in and they get the bump and they don't get the contact, they're not going to want to do anything. And then with Randall, it kind of is on the opposite end completely, whereas like if I don't get a foul call, I'm a Beyblade it until you give me one. And the funny fact of it is, like, you hear it on recent broadcasts, he doesn't get into the foul line until, like, the third quarter. And it's like, if that's going to be the case, why don't you just reset the offense, pass it to RJ, and try to see if he could do his thing? So I, I think that that's probably like, – like, that's personally my theory. I know the baby, the baby, the baby theory kind of – now that you bring it up, shout out to Brandon. Shout out to Brandon. I feel like that's, that's definitely a theory. But I feel I, like – I couldn't believe – when he said it last hey. night as a joke, I was like, hey, but actually, though, yeah, yeah. Randy, I mean, what, I'm like, what, lack of sleep, you know, I just want to I've been there. Lack of sleep. You're tired. You're not as alert. It feels like the neurons ain't firing. Blurred vision. That's why he passes that out of bounds when Derek Rose cuts. <laughs> Randy, Randy, go ahead. What, 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 let's say you had a. Um, there, there's, there's a lot to kind of talk about Julius. I do, I do think that he's trying. I think, I do, it's not the same Julius from like 2019 trying to prove himself because I think he's proven that already. I think it's more so that part of the Atlanta series is still in the back of his head. You know, that's, that's one thing. Two, the physicality does have a lot to do with it because Kemba, Kemba, like every time we used to play Charlotte, like that Trey Young game, when when he hit the game winner, it, it, it was still it was still a moving screen on Tyler, Cody Zeller, but that's neither here, neither here nor there. But um, he, Kemba's used to getting minimal content to get to the line routinely because remember the NBA, at least from the time when Nash won his first MVP up until last season, you know, foul, the game was called more elusive to benefit the offensive player rather than the defensive player. Scoring is down in the NBA this season because of the fact that the deep, you know. The off, you know, the numbers are way too inflated, you know, so it's like, okay, how do we as a, as a league come back down? So they have adopted some of the, the FIBA rules in terms of the physicality, what you're allowed to get away with. Yeah. So that does benefit defensive teams. Technically, it should benefit this team because we were physical last year, but for whatever does reason, it, does it? I have a quick question. Does it yes. benefit? Does it really benefit defensive teams, or does it just benefit the less benefit the less talented teams? 
it, it benefits the less talented. Or is it both? Well. It's a mix of both. Because because to Cleveland, me that's that's if you if you can get more physical, that's gonna you know that's gonna help teams that are less talented. Which is almost why it. there's almost more parity. There's no cakewalks yeah. unless you're playing like New Orleans or Houston. Yeah, exactly. And even Houston played certain I mean, teams. Hey, listen, well, Houston. Well, since Houston switched State. out and went to the one big lineup, then the two. Yeah, yeah they have two wins. So yeah, yeah. But, but but at the same time, like the teams are playing much better because they're no longer feeling sorry for themselves. Win, lose, or draw. So the, yeah. the, the 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 like the 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 mentality of these teams are different. So yeah. when so when the Knicks so when the Knicks lull themselves themselves to sleep, well, the, less the Knicks play up and down though their competition every fucking game. Mm-hmm. And yeah. and that's the and that's one of the main problems that's as a, well. That's a huge problem. There's and not only that, the, the other main problem, and I think it goes back to what we were saying about the lineups and how people aren't comfortable, mm. and a lot of the problems that the starters are having, and how to me, Tibbs just has to change the lineups, right? Yep. You need to split up minutes. So let's talk. I mean? it. Like I get like with the starters, like do whatever, but like you need to be willing to if someone it's clear that someone doesn't have it or someone else does. Like last night, why the fuck? Okay, someone explained to me, okay, as Randall is two of ten, okay, and and you know, even though he's active, he's not really playing like great defense, but like he's trying, okay. And yeah. Obi Toppin in the first half has eleven points in nine minutes. Why is it that Obi Toppin finished with sixteen with sixteen minutes? Like he barely got any minutes in the second half. I don't see it's like stuff like that that I don't get. Yeah. You know what I mean? Where it's like that's why that one game where the starters didn't have it, the bench unit got them back in it. Okay, like the legit bench unit where it was Taj, Obi, um, Quick, Rose, Rose, Quickly, and Burks, right? And he just sat the starters the entire fourth quarter. Like just do shit like that. Like you have the depth to, you know what I mean? Like, like they, they like they need to, they need to do like. They need to – Tibbs needs to do that stuff where, like, he needs to have a better, like, like feel of the legitimate game rather than, like, take take it in five to ten game increments to start adjusting shit. Like, no, he has to just start adjusting, like, lineups every night. Like, that's why last night – like, you know, you could start to see it over the last few games, but, like, R.J. Barrett's been struggling, but you play him – with the second unit where the ball moves a lot freer and he's not the third option and just told to stand around why, while whatever point guard or Randall and Fournier play buddy ball and whatever else are doing whatever, like, no, the ball's in his hand and the ball moves a lot more freely, whether it's quickly a rose or both that are running it, you know? Cause like to me, their main, their main two problems and it all boils down to, to those lineups and the lack of adjustments between those lineups and playing those people is obviously the playing down to competition and then the third quarter. Cause yeah. the best teams, remember the best teams come out firing in the third quarter and that's their best quarter. And it's our worst nightly other than last night. So last night was the first time I think we, we were not minus in the third quarter. So let me, so let me ask, let right. me, ask, let, let, let's, let's get to it. Cause we've, we've kind of like tiptoed around it. You know, the lineups have been a big issue. I want to know Knicks fan TV did, did theirs at the start of, at the top of the year for the games even started. I want to know your Knicks fix lineup based off of the roster that we have now. 
I don't know if it's – I'd stay with the starters, but it's just like you need to have a quicker hook on people, and I would almost just balance the minutes differently where I would play RJ more with the second unit guys. And I would – I would – and I would especially, especially if it's clear like Randall doesn't have it mm. and Obi does, do not be afraid to play Obi 20, 25 minutes and Randall like 25, 28 minutes. You don't have to play oh. Randall 32, 35 minutes when he's struggling. You don't. Just ride whoever's hot. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like we have depth everywhere. And then again, don't be afraid to be like, eh, you know what? Like Rose is getting torched. And Kemba's getting torched, and like so, we only have quickly. And if we're we're th- having to throw Burks on guards, you know, then you know we're we're getting torched at the forward spot. Like, well, fuck it, we'll throw Grimes out there for like like eight nine minutes. Why not? See what happens. What they did in the preseason, right? Like, yeah. do shit like that. Like, hey, you know what, Mitch? Mitch is like laboring and clearly like you know slow. And we know that Noel's banged up or whatever. Do we really want to throw him out there? Like, if he's not a hundred percent. Like, fuck it. Jericho Sims just, if he wants to go out there and jump around and fight for every loose ball, go ahead. Go ahead. Go do that for, for 10, 12 minutes. Why not? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. hey, you know, Taj is old. Like, or, or like, or like, hey, like lineups where it's like, because we've seen those games, right? When yeah. No, when we it, have. It, when it's have. Taj Gibson, who shout out, wore a DMX shirt last night on the bench. That's right? a fact. Taj Gibson and Derek Rose are the ones that are like playing with that desire. Like, fuck it. Throw them out there. Why bring back people? You, you know, know what I mean? So he needs I know, to, I know Randy to me, he right. needs to better do that. I, I don't know I, how, how you feel, right? But to me, that's what it has to be. You have to adjust the lineups. Don't just stick rigidly with, okay, like other than Randall plays with both and we limit Obi Toppin's minutes like it's last year, you know, and maybe in closing time, if they're really, really, really hot, we'll play Rose or and or quickly as the guards, like, the starters only play with the starters and the bench only plays with the bench. Like, no, you have to be able to adjust the minutes. So you know what I mean? And, and adjust the lineups. I, I think that me and Rand, like, cause we spoke last night a little bit uh, in, in the wrestling chat, a couple of Knicks fans in there. And I feel like we're on the same wavelength. I'll just explain my reason. I'll explain what it is. You want to move quickly to the, to the starters, don't you? I want to fix the starters. You want to move quickly to the starters? No, no. I remember no. hearing. I remember hearing the quickly murmurs on MSG, and then they were talking about it. I know. And I was like, Alan no. Han brought him up again last night. I was like, you know what? When does he graduate? I would, <laughs> I would love the graduation, but I don't think that's the move because I do like the streakiness of him off the bench. I would like to see the best of – I would like to see the most consistent guard be in the starting lineup for the Knicks. And I was hesitant to make this claim at the start at the top of the year because he said he doesn't want the starting position. But he needs the starting position. He needs the starting position. And it's – the thing is, the rationale is like, Okay, he has chemistry with quickly. You don't want to mess up the the guard situation. But what is the chemistry? What makes this thing so special about the bench unit with Derrick Rose? It's the fact that the ball moves freely, the pace is fast, and you have a penetrating guard 
who can allow quickly to basically be a secondary playmaker and spread and do alley-oops. Kemba and D. Rose are essentially two sides of the same coin. Down to the injuries. Just that Derrick Rose is bigger and a better defender. A consist- more consistent defender, on ball at least. I'd rather that over Kemba because like last year, especially we saw it in the playoffs, although we didn't do, we didn't fare too well. I feel like that was more of a center situation than a guard situation, but D Rose at least showed I can be consistent enough to hold it down. And then when he come, and then when he gets onto the bench and then quickly were to come in and Kemba were to come in, you have Kemba who could go off for freaking 15 just by threes. And then, Oh, they're crowding me. Let me have, um, let me have quickly go off because quickly in D Rose two, six, three guards who are, average to above average defenders at least in my opinion it's a little redundant especially if you need to play Kemba because you sign Kemba he's a big name and knowing that the Knicks since it's a big name or a big contract we have to play them that's the situation with Fournier right like we have to play him because we paid him why not have a situation where you kind of just take out one person who's been inconsistent put in a person who's somewhat gotten used to it because Derrick Rose I feel like has a better sense of all right I don't have it tonight let me defer as opposed to Kemba where he's completely non-existent at points like I forget he's on the floor I don't forget when Derrick Rose is on the floor and that's not a slight to Kemba that's just what it is you know because like it's a 5'11 guard who his only defense his only point of attack on defense is the charges like D Rose I could block you know, I could basically think like, yeah, a guard will blow by me, but at least I have Mitch, you know? So, yeah. you know, therein lies, like it, it can kind of go back to Chicago Derrick Rose where defensively he wasn't like the above average defender you wanted, but yeah, you had the defensive front line to hold you down. And you can basically mask some of the deficiencies you could have from those like kickback threes because RJ's there who's an above average defender. Fournier is basically your only liability in that lineup. And you could basically replicate whatever you have with D Rose um, with Walker off the bench. And that would basically be it. I know people want Fournier off the bench and it'll be nice, but it's like the way it's constructed right now is basically like Burks is a better chance. You, need, you, need be- you would need Burks as the three, no matter what. And I don't trust Burke um, Fournier in a role where he basically has to guard other threes, especially off the bench. I don't, I don't trust him guarding Terrence Ross. Um, no, no, I don't think you need, I don't, I don't think you need to, to move Fournier to the bench. So no, it's I, just, you have to figure out this, the, you have to figure out the point guard spot. Yeah. So what, with that, yeah. I mean, Randy, you could touch on it, but Rob, what, what, what is, what, what are you guys' thoughts on that? Like that, that flip? Well, yeah, Randy, what were you going to say? Um, To answer the question, um, because I've, I've thought about it a lot in terms of, like, what you need. Like, Jay kind of brings up an excellent point, which kind of had me thinking. Um, you can definitely put Derrick Rose in the starting lineup because, for one, you have a sharpshooter in Fournier that can basically get his own shot at any time and can spread the floor. So you kind of still need that in the starting lineup regardless. And then when Kemba comes off the bench, he can basically not be as just a person to shoot threes. He can penetrate the middle. He can get to the lane. He can drive and kick. He can get his own shots. He can get to the line much more easier. And then that can open up his game a little bit more, especially off the bench. 
if you switch him into that six man role, basically where Rose is at now. And then, you know, think of it like the Jeff Van Gundy days where you have Charlie Ward, basically slow, methodical half court offense. Whereas Chris Chow comes out, you know, with, with the other, with the, with the second unit, it's, it's free flowing. It's basically fast paced. You spread the floor, you know, you got, you know, guys in the corner, guys in the wings, who can shoot threes and whatnot. And you have the athleticism at the four and the five. So, and they can switch and match and they can definitely, you know, have more lobs. And I think for, for, for that, for Rose, especially, you can help unlock Mitch a little more and get more lobs because you need that threat. And it hasn't been a threat. And Kemba hasn't been able to do that with Mitch. And it's not his fault. I think it's more so for him being more tentative and, and how the defense plays him. So you can definitely have that. And plus, it, help, it would help Julius make better decisions scoring the ball and finding his mid range again because Julius has been settling too much on the outside. And he's doing too much driving rather than just settling in the mid-range where his bread and butter is at. It's going to take him some time to get back that rhythm, but you're going to need someone that can that knows Julius at this point to get him the ball where he needs to get it. And if he doesn't make a quick decision, he's going to make it. Like, and you're starting to see him kind of turn a corner in that regard as well, because ever you know, in games, especially the game against LA, um, I want to say like as soon as he got the ball, he just made a decision rather than just holding it. Like, as soon as you catch the ball, make a decision because they're already geared to guard you already. You're on the scouting report now in terms of what you're about. from like Because you're, you're an all-star now. So because of that, that scouting report is going to be – you're going to be the bulletin on the headboard, basically. They, they're going to be ready for you at any, at any cost. So you have to figure out your best way to kind of just defer and just make quick decisions. And you need to line up to do that. And with Rose, he'll allow you to basically do that and then opens up RJ. As you can see in parts of games where Rose did start last season when Peyton was injured, you saw the fact that RJ was able to get into that rhythm. That stretch where they won, it was it nine in a row? You know, when Rose started some of those games, R- that's when RJ plays best basketball because, for one, he was able to drive and create. He was able to get to the lane. He was able to be more free-flowing. It's all about flow at the end of the day with the team. And not saying, you know, the acquisitions they made were correct. The way they're putting it together are wrong. You know, in terms of piecing them together were wrong. I, I do think Rose should have been starting because of the fact that, you know, the chemistry is, you know, both last season would basically speed up the process. I understand Kemba because from when he's from here and, and he's still a big name, and slightly younger than Rose, but at the same time, you can trust him to, to make big shots, which he could still make if you put him in the right setting. And I think him coming off the bench would be more of a right setting because he can find his his, his, his his game. He'll be able to open up things from the perimeter base for, for quickly and, and, and Burks to create. Because now you have, you know, ball distributors on the floor between Burks and Quick. And Quick has developed into a very nice playmaker. He had seven assists last night, you know, along to go with nine points. So bits and pieces of what you see people developing into. And I know there's been an adage that Tibbs has developed the kids. How about them kids now? You know, you saw how they were able to come out and, and basically, you know, really push themselves. And it's not the fact that they don't, he doesn't trust the kids. He wants them ready. Like, he doesn't want to put you out there and then, like, you're, you're looking like you're deer in the headlights. He wants you legit ready. You know, and, and I think that's why Frank and, and Kevin Knox didn't play as much last year and, and even Kevin Knox right now is because you don't want to be seen as a deer in the headlights. We know there's something there. But unless they realize it, that's when you'll be on the floor, which is why those dogs like Quentin Grimes, you saw him draped over young all night when he had those minutes. 
you saw him draped over uh, Devin Booker last night when he was playing, or the parts where he was playing in the Lakers game over Russell Russ, Russell Westbrook. Yeah, well, I mean, some- I mean, just look at look, just look at with as quickly with Grimes. Like, if you just look at his rotations or his closeouts, yeah, they're those much are- quicker. They're much quicker than some of the some of the other guards on this team. Like he closed, so, like he was closing out very quickly last and, night. Yeah, he, but and he's the, also and made he, some good reads too. You know, you know. Uh, real quick on the on the quickly on the quickly note. Um, if he plays Trey Young, Curry. Uh, you know, if he comes back, Kyrie, if he, you know, all these different quick scoring, you know, if he comes back, John Morant, all these different quick, elusive all-star guards, 94 by 94 feet. Bruh. He has to graduate. At Bruh. That point. No, he I don't to. want him to graduate. No, I no, want see, to. See, what it is is, what it is. It's, it's, is, it's oh. not necessarily the graduation. It's just the minutes. Yes. And the, and the managing, because like, and that's why I said the well, Kemba, yeah, Kemba so, Rose thing, right? I just wanted them to flip because yeah. they have the same minutes. Well, but so the- so this is so right. So I was I I've been like fighting myself about like don't do that because you're gonna fuck up the second unit. Like the minutes are what's more important. But honestly, listen to you guys, okay? Like Jade, like you convinced me, right? Yeah. It to me it makes sense to put Rose there because he has the chemistry with Randall where it's not going to be a your turn, my turn. And Rose is a better penetrator. Kemba doesn't want to penetrate. And if he doesn't want to penetrate, because I don't know if it's just better players or what, if you move him to the second unit, he's going to play worse people. Maybe he'll want to penetrate. If not, and he just wants to spot up. Clearly we've seen now this year quickly can run the second unit. Okay. So as long as you're getting that, that energy from somebody, whether it's Rose or quickly or both with Toppin and, as I said last night, like that pick, that the pick and roll with, between quickly and Toppin is phenomenal. And they have to run I, that more. I went biasly and, and said it's the best and, one in the end. And yeah, you know, you know, they have to run that more. what Randy, what were you going to say? No, yeah. they, they have to run that more, even in the starting unit. Like that's yeah. the thing. That's, and that's one thing that like, right. I've, I've really been kind of upset about. Cause I'm like, in terms of like, and they were running like the game that they were running sets and they, they want to think it was Indiana or Houston. Cause they were running sets. They were experimenting with different sets. I don't know why you don't stick with those kind of sets because it creates motion and movement. And yeah. then with the second unit, especially if you can play that one, that, that two man game, that, that, that pick and roll, it does freaking wonders of spreading our offense rather than like having that high screen at the, at the top well, of the yeah, key. How so about you have weird, it in the right? angle? Those, those. It's weird. All they, they play, all they do with the starters right now is you either have like the three man triangle. You, they literally almost just play the triangle it, with the yeah. starters for some absurd reason. Or it's it's Randall ISO. It is the weirdest thing where it's either it's either Randall Fournier two man game out of the triangle, okay. The other three attempt the triangle, like w- between Mitch, where it'll be a high screen into whatever, and RJ standing in the corner, and the point guard's the one doing whatever. And they never they like even though Mitch rolls, like they never throw it up to him because he gets covered because they just dare dare come and shoot, or. Then it's just Randall isolation, which this year has not been good. Yeah. Because he's not getting to his spots. He's not looking, he's not taking those like mellow mid-range jumpers where you know, like the one where he's he's almost baseline, he makes that turn, that same turn and, and just shoots it over whoever. Like, no, he's not really, he's not, he's like they're forcing him off his spots, right? 
So mm-hmm. I'm almost with you where you have two guys who are initiating that stuff and it's quickly in rows. So put one of them. I'm with you now. Okay. Yeah. Put Rose with the starters. He'll have that chemistry with Randall. He'll be able to slow Randall down. Okay. Um, you, you know, you don't have to deal with this, you know, how are we going to make Kemba work? We need Kemba to do one thing, but he's not really doing it, which is driving. And we're trying to work out whatever chemistry because we don't really know how we play with each other. Like if Kemba just gets into a free flowing bench unit and against worse players, it's a wrap. He, 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 like, I think it would be better for him and better for the team. And then you can, and like I said, if he still doesn't want to drive, he can then just spot up and shoot quickly can run whatever. Yeah. And it'll be fine. And then, and then frankly, just going with based off what we said, right. Where just like the minutes need to increase for, for these, some of these young guys, the guys and that the get mi- nothing and- or unless there's depth problems, get, you know, a couple like leftovers, right. They need to actually get consistently just get, you know, eight minutes or so, 10 minutes, like get those Kirk Thomas minutes, right. Yeah. From 2013. I do okay. want to say this though. Um, and, and like and quickly I thought, I thought about get, something quickly in top and should get more minutes. But yeah, go ahead. Yeah. I don't know. Oh, oh me? Yeah, yeah, go ahead, go ahead. Um yeah, um one thing I, I definitely do because I think Randall plays about 34 minutes a night. You should at least reduce that some at least down at least to under 30. Like based on the way the team is he constructed, plays, no, per, no on, person should check. play at least yeah, 30 he minutes. Plays, he plays Right now in the regular season, he's averaging 35 minutes. Over his last 10, he's averaging 33. Yeah, but you guys, you guys start scaling down those minutes in order you have to, to especially scale in the down third those quarter. minutes. Especially you know, in the third I'm, quarter. Especially with a newborn, you have to scale down. No, 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 hold on, not even that. I actually draw some pushback on that. I'm not going to – because 33, if he's averaging 33 minutes – Well, it's 33 the last 10. It's 35 for the season. 35 for the season, I don't want. 32, 33, give me 32, 33. Because the thing is, and we've seen in spurts that they were doing it as a start of the year. I don't know why they went away from it. They played the 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 all-anticipated top and Randall tandem. And it only worked now because Rand and because Toppin was at, was 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 is confident now and he's running and he's leaking out. I'm not saying you should like sit out all the bigs, but and like, there's a lot of teams in the in the in, in the league that don't have a legit big. Maybe you go up against the Houston, you could get away with playing that. I'll say this much about the rotation, uh, in particular the D Rose Kemba uh, uh, situation, right? I don't want to sit there and say that it's a permit deal because I want to like for now, especially I, I say the that D Rose should start because what Kemba ironically reminds me of is D-Rose the first time he was in New York. If you look at him from the stat value and the highlight plays, there's really not much drop-off from where you know him from Boston, from, you know, from Charlotte, because he has those plays. He has those highlight plays. He's had those highlight games, right? The issue is the fact that he's deferred a lot. And Kemba and and D-Rose, he came onto the Knicks and he was looking at a rookie Porzingis or in your case, rookie, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Apis with an R, and he was looking at Melo. And he was looking at his friend Joaquin, and he was like, I need to make this work. 
That team should be in the playoffs. And yeah, but leading up to in that <laughs> December, right when we were in the four seed, <sighs> had like yeah, a, just just remember there are two super teams in the league at that point. It's us yeah. and the Warriors. Yes. Yeah. No, but D Rose <laughs> at the time he, he was the first. I remember. I remember at the time. Like. <laughs> Was Talk bad. about freezing cold takes, am I right? Listen, listen, listen. D-Rose, oh, that, was Rose. A, that was a different <laughs> thing. Chicago boys are built different. Don't, don't leave them, let them be. Oh, but not, like, my God. The I first half of the year, like, I remember Rose, he was not when all this shit. scoring. He wasn't, he wasn't scoring as much. He was essentially averaging the same thing that Campbell was averaging. It wasn't until, like, Phil Jackson. Well, Rose was averaging, like, 19-4-4 four and four at that that year, the difference no, no, was on the year. He was like, almost doing his like, he was no. He, the, see, it's different, right? Because the the one thing where it's different is is what their games are, right? Like, yeah, yeah. both were doing the we're we're supposed to be the point guard, but like we're gonna give like almost just like we're acting like we're Stefan Marbury. That's just from trying to get everybody involved and into the game. Like, yeah. no, right? Like. Like, cause when you're, when you're the point guard, you're averaging four assists. Like you're not really being the point guard. Like yeah. you're just, you're not right. You're, you're just being a scoring guard or an undersized two guard. And that's what Rose was. And Rose also didn't have a three point shot at that point. So like it was, no, it I'm, was, I get I'm what you're saying three. where it's like, it's like you're trying to fit in, but you're trying to get your numbers and you're exactly, not really like, yeah. you're not really facilitating or like necessarily deferring. It's more of like, it's more, it's literally what, what you're seeing where it's like, all right, well, it's your turn. It's my turn, like whatever else, right? It's not really like a, hey, how can we have a free flowing offense and an actual system working when we're just going to do this, you know, take turn yeah. shit, which is the and same, it, which is frankly the same problem that the Celtics are having right now between Tatum and Brown. It don't I mean, work. It I don't mean, work. that's, that's, it's a now, different that's a, that's a completely separate issue. Yeah, but it's 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 it, yeah for, for if, 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 if only Jason happening. Tatum didn't, if only Jason Tatum didn't sign that extension, I'd be like, yo, pull up. Ah. No, we don't we don't need him. Yeah, we don't need Tatum. I mean, yeah, Tatum. Like, pull up. We don't Tatum. need Tatum. We have RJ. Yeah, we don't need Tatum. Yeah, I, I'm I'm you know I'm waiting for that RJ though. I'm, I'm still waiting patiently. Twenty <laughs> one. Yeah, no, he's he, get, give him some time. Cent, I will I've been patiently waiting. <laughs> no, 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 I, you know, RJ is a guy that you need. You need time to, to cook with him because everything is there. Everything is there. So, so, uh, you know, I did like gloss over it a little bit. Uh, news elsewhere in the league before we get to you know move on to different sports. News elsewhere in the league. The Braun topic was pretty big last week. I still think it permeated into this week. I know we weren't able to like chop it up about about uh, how it you know went down, uh, but they're they're still facing the ripple effects because they're under five hundred. Uh, the Nets just lost last night, you know, so the title favorites are just kind of like you know they're 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 wavering a little bit. But in particular with the Lakers, in particular with the Braun situation and how the what you know they're, they're, they're that whole Lakers season. Is, is shaping out rob what's your thoughts we could even get to we could let you know what let's touch on the pistons thing let's touch on the lakers pistons thing first we could touch on the on the lakers on the lakers and then slash nets secondly what was your take when you first saw that thing i mean 
I thought they that they should have been suspended, which they were. Uh, I thought the league would be much more lenient on LeBron than Isaiah Stewart, which wasn't really the case. I thought that they were going to overreact to Isaiah Stewart. Uh, now, the one thing, like, I get how it looked and I get how it acted, but, like, with, like, you know, your own coaches are being thrown out of the way as you're trying to, you know, be the hero we all deserve uh, and kick the <laughs> shit out of LeBron James. But, um, no, I mean, all joking aside, like, Stewart didn't throw a punch at all or anything that looked like a punch. Didn't even touch any of the Lakers players. So, like, he was suspended two games because of optics for yeah. Malice at Little Caesars Arena uh, when LeBron James was only suspended one when he threw a punch just because after he acted like he didn't mean it when it's clear as fucking day. Like, no, you no, meant no, he to did, hit him. He did that shit. No, he meant to hit shit. him. Like, like, no, no, no. I mean, like, seriously, like, like Jalen Rose can get up there and be like, oh, well, you can see he's off balance. Like, shut the fuck up. We know how the games are being played. They're being played more physical, okay? If you have some, and let's be honest here, okay? If you're LeBron James, okay, and you mistakenly think that you're the greatest player ever, and Isaiah Stewart, okay, some probably someone who you think is just some nobody, okay, is like getting real physical with you and is making your night a hard time. And you're like, what the fuck? You know what I mean? Like you're gonna get frustrated and you're gonna you're gonna be jostling right back with them. And if two refs are gonna let you play, like it's going to be a physical, it's going to be one of those, you know, like physical, just down low matchups all the time. And the fact that every single free throw going back, I don't know how many years. When that second one goes up, people fucking shoving each other. Like, yeah. So, you know what? If you're, you know, jostling with a guy who you can't just impose your will on because he's just as big as you, if not bigger, and he don't give a shit because he's 20, and he's like, well, I, don't give, I don't give a fuck who you are. Like, I got to make my money. I got to prove myself. Like, yeah. The minute you start jostling, you're going you're gonna, to you're gonna throw an elbow. Whether or not you, 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 know, you mean to hit him in the face doesn't really matter. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I don't really, I don't really give a shit about intent. Like he can then go act after, you know, like oh I'm so sorry, and that's all I was trying to do. I tried to get his number after the game and tell, you know, leak to Shams that that's what you're doing. Like bullshit. No, you meant to hit him. Maybe not in the face, but you meant to hit him because he was frustrating you all night. Like I don't like, like and I don't, that really, point care. I don't really care if you're sorry after because of you know what's gonna happen or whatever else, and expecting that when you hit a guy in the face with an elbow where you clearly wound up for it because you swung your elbow forward and then clocked him, okay? And then he's bleeding, okay? Well, if optics are going to work for Isaiah Stewart, then optics have to work for you. And all your bitching and moaning that usually works on Adam Silver, okay? Like when you shoved Draymond Green down, teabagged him, and then complained about Draymond Green and got him suspended in the finals. Like, yeah, like it's going to come – like. Like, yeah, like optics matter. Like, I don't really care what your intent was. You're fucking bleeding from his face. Like, like, and you wound up, like, just, like, you threw a punch. You wound up and you connected with someone. You threw a punch. Take your game and shut the fuck up. Like, like, that's, that's what you get. Like, you know what I mean? There's a, there's a, I, I mean, Isaiah Stewart literally only got suspended two games because of how 
how bad it looked on him. But I mean, like, yeah, it was definitely good to see Adam Silver sack up and actually suspend him because I didn't think he was going to get suspended. Yeah. Oh, no, I did. I thought that they would. I thought that that one of two things would happen. Listen, man, he was he he bladed him open, man. He busted him open. He's going to get suspended for that. Again, I point back to throwing throwing Draymond Green on the ground and teabagging him. And then Draymond Green gets suspended in a finals. And, and within the same week, I think Pascal Siakam got bloody too. No, but there was like, I mean, I'll say this much. There's a there's a part of me that makes that 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 make because before the before the incident, I was a little of an Isaiah Stewart fan because like last year he was becoming a meme, Maybe. getting dunked on by everyone, but he was contesting everything. He was Baby Ben Wallace. The dog. He works hard. I like yeah. him. And, and maybe this ben. was before this. Now he's a hero. Yeah. Now it's kind of like I'm but happy like, because like he's 20, right? So yeah. his his goat is Braun. Oh, it's not. It's Kobe. Get the fuck out of here. No, no, hey. His goat, you have to think about it. When he when he, you know, like 11, 10, 11, 12 years old, this is like Miami Heat era. Like he was around for all of that. So for him to sit there, like, I, I like, I want to say for Jordan, right? For example, uh, you know, Allen Iverson talks about the big deal about, you know, when he for, first walked in, he saw Jordan, his aura, he thought he was like Rick James. You know what I, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Jay, like LeBron, to an extent, has that mystique on. Not really. Players. Hey. JJ Reddick said it on, on first take and JJ Reddick of all people. But I uh, would say for, really. I nevertheless, I would say I commend a person for sitting there and saying, like, hey, listen, I don't care who you is, I don't care if you're Frank Nathalakina or LeBron James. If you bloody me, I'm coming at you. Like yeah, I'm no. just a dog. I mean, I, I mean, look, I, I, I get what you're saying. I'm kidding. I, I'm just trying to I just yeah, don't like LeBron James. But yeah. <laughs> No, no, I no, I mean, I, no, but I get exactly what you're saying. Like he gives me Rick, like Ben Wallace, but Ron Artest, Chicago. I I just I just got a job at Best Buy just because, like, I needed I, I needed some free time or I needed to buy something. What was the reason why he bought? You know what? It's beside the point. I work at some retail store while I'm a Chicago Bulls player version era Ron Artest. And Ben Wallace put into one. That's Isaiah Stewart right now. And to me, I know it sounds a little volatile, but in the same regard, like, usually some players just need that. You know what I mean? Like, some players just need that. And for me to see that in a 20-year-old. Well, I mean, it's good to just not see, like, oh, oh, oh everybody's buddy-buddy and we all yeah, whatever man. else. Yeah. Like, like, no, like, if I'm – like, it's good to see the Russell Westbrook. My only friend is the ball. And yeah. obviously my teammates, right? Like, it's good to By see the- that where it's like – yeah. Like, uh, you know, you hey, off-season stuff, off-the-court stuff, that's different. Like, I, the- I, don't, I don't give a shit who you are on the court. You're yeah. on the other team. I'm going to beat you. I'm not going to take no no bullshit. If LeBron James wants to be all kumbaya because he thinks that that's the only way he can get a mental leg up on people, uh, then, like, I mean, good for him. Good move if that's the only card you can play because you're a loser. Uh, and you can't just, like, go out there and just, you know, take, take people's souls because you're not that good. Uh, but, like, you know, got got to play with, got to play the, the, you know, the hand that you have. So like, good for him if, that's, if that works for him. And it clearly has because he's, you know, 
he's won four championships. So like with a lot of help, but you know, I mean, Hey, like you got to do what you got to do. Uh, so like, yeah, but I mean, Brandy. good for Isaiah Stewart to, to, to stick up for himself. Brandy you know, it was also man. great then to see Adam Silver, you know, grow a nutsack and suspend him. Uh, and then to also then find him for all the obscene stuff and criticizing, getting suspended and all the other stuff. Good to see that because you know what? Adam Silver has been letting, you know, the inmates, LeBron James, run, run the asylum way too long uh, uh, when he works for the owners. So like, good to see that. And then it was also good to see the Lakers after everybody but Westbrook. Did you see that? That was the funny shit in the world. Yes. When all those fucking losers looking for looking for jobs after this season go over, given the cringy that cringy celebration, give LeBron James the crown, and all Russell Westbrook did was walk over, sit on the bench, just like I ain't fucking kissing no ring. Get the fuck out of here. Like you suck. You're all. Oh, it's about the, the, the Indiana yeah. game. And yeah, and then they lost. Yeah. Fuck them. Yeah. That Look. was amazing. That's oh, what he gets. Oh, guess the Kings. Oh, that was amazing. Yeah, that was no. funny. And that's because, you know what? Like, for all of Westbrook's flaws, like, that's what they need. Yeah. They need that. Yeah. But so, yeah. So, just with the incident, I'd probably say, yeah, the – I mean, he if you're going to – I mean, if you're going to argue optics, like, yeah, I had no problems with – you would suspend Isaiah Stewart two games and LeBron James one. Mostly because I figured that LeBron would either be, I was like 50-50, he either gets just fined or suspended one. And since their next game was at MSG, they'd have him or the Players Association appeal it just so that way then he'd miss the Kings game. Because, you know, yeah, it's MSG. But, yeah. Well, I mean, that's what I figured. I figured that they would give Isaiah Stewart five because they'd overreact to how it looked. You knew that he was going to get suspended just because if you're a Knicks fan and Kevin Garnett starts talking about how your wife tastes like Honey Nut Cheerios because uh, he's also a punk bitch and, you know, whatever. Uh, and Mello goes And Mello goes <laughs> to talk to him and wait for him at their bus and then he gets suspended. You know, Isaiah Stewart's going to get suspended for what he just did. You know, wait, wait, wait. Trying wait, to run through the, the bowels of the arena to get Mello? back on the court. Wait, we gotta, we got. You did mention Melo. I want to commend. No, he's no, he's no punk bitch. <laughs> I want to commend Melo for be pulling his New York card out during that entire. Oh, thing. I know that was great. That was great. We like, yeah, he ain't coming back on the court. What, what, are, you, what are you doing over what here? Are doing, here? Corey, what are you doing here? What are you doing here? Corey Joseph <laughs> trying to pull up. Corey Joseph looked at him like a scared child. It was the most oh, embarrassed. So a grown man. Oh my God, that was beautiful. That that was that was beautiful. I they don't want us to win. I, I, I we 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 talked chopped it up about you know Knicks talked chopped it up about you know about hoops, but you know in particular with this is homers, so we do have to touch on our our our, our hometown teams. Uh, one of the biggest teams basically in the well, two of the biggest teams in the mix. Um, in the midst of their seasons right now, the Giants and the Jets, they've been struggling. I know my qualms about my team. I've heard a lot of qualms about your team. I want to hear basically your thoughts on basically everything is, that's happened, even down to the Flacco. What 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 what's your take on Gang Green right now, man? We're gonna find out in an hour, four minutes. 
We're going to find out in 54 yeah. minutes. Yeah. Dak Wilson's back. Yeah. Uh, he should be healthy. Um, he's got he's to now sit and watch three veterans run this offense. We're going to see. We're going to see what happens. I mean, I can't really. Like I'm, I'm, I'm as in the dark with what's with, you know, like, like we're <laughs> yeah, the game happens in an hour. Like we're going to, yeah. we're going to find out, we're going to find out what we need to know about it now. I mean, like, I know, like, I mean, injuries aside, because we've had the injuries all year. Right. But mm. like, we're going to see, like, I will say uh, it sucks that Michael Carter, the running back got injured and is out now for the next three games because yeah. he was playing really well with these veteran quarterbacks. Uh, and then Elijah Moore was finally looking like what we heard when we drafted and what we were hearing all throughout training camp, again, with the veteran quarterbacks. So we will see what Zach Wilson has learned because everything hinges on that. Well, not everything because the defense still sucks. We can't stop anybody. But um, – I mean, right now, the, the, the real only questions are, has Zach Wilson learned what he has to, which is don't force stuff into tight windows. You don't have to go for the big chunk plays all the time. Take the check downs, hit the running back, you know, like, like don't, you don't have to be a hero and windows close sooner than they do in college. So you can't just go for those big plays every single time. Yeah. You know what I, I mean? It's, it's run cool. the system, move the chains, and take care of the football. That's it. And we'll see. And dumb, and frankly, play complimentary football. Because if you do that stuff, if you take care of the football, and you just move the chains, and you control the clock, the defense that sucks isn't out there for 40 minutes a game. So we will see. Yeah, no, I, you know, you pretty much echoing, you know, uh, the sentiments that, you know, hearing from Barton Hahn, Michael Kay, you know, the rest of them while I'm on the afternoon drive. And it was, it, they basically were like, yo, man, these past couple of weeks, you know, of him recovering from, I believe it was PCL, the PCL yeah, injury. Right? PCL, PCL uh, sprain. Yeah, like his, he's, he's essentially had to watch class like you know the different quarterbacks basically show their pacing Flacco has a little bit more of his play style to to show so it wasn't necessarily the talents that you know Zach Wilson has right now because Joe Flacco is a, a shell of Joe Flacco which is you know it is what it is sorry Lauren Baker um but um yeah like just the play style wise, you can see the temperament and the different quarterbacks and how they basically worked out and, and was able to like run the offense. So if nothing else, like this, this season to your point is essentially turned into a, you know, a testing period um, even more so than any of the years in the Darnold era. I would, I would imagine. Cause it's like, he has sent it, it you know, like, Zach Wilson comes in and every, the whole back, the whole uh, situation was that the conference that he was in, in college, he didn't really face enough competition. You see him in preseason, he goes off. You see him in the season, he realizes, oh shit. And then now he sits. And well, he I don't, realizes, I don't think it's, I don't think it's, it's from the lack of competition. 
it's just the, I mean, in hindsight, they probably should have had a Joe Flacco, a Josh McCowan, someone like that to start the year, just to let him watch and see how the systems run yeah, and how, and, and what the speed of the NFL is. Cause like, I mean, it was, it was, I don't think it was this rough, but it was rough when like Josh Allen adjusting to all that stuff looked like shit his first year and didn't really look that much better the second year either. Now years three and four, he looks legitimate, right? It takes time. Mahomes got to sit a full year behind Alex Smith. Yeah. With one of the best offensive minds standing next to him that Not- the NFL has ever seen in Andy Reid. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? So Aaron Rodgers did the same thing, and Pat Mahomes is compared to Aaron Rodgers with with basic yeah. throwing talent. So. He sat three years, probably only needed to sit maybe one. Yeah. Uh, but Brett Favre, you can thank Brett, never, Brett Favre, and he'll never retire. Retire, yeah. He can thank <laughs> him for that stuff. But it's like, you know, like yeah. In hindsight, he probably I know that they wanted to just sort of get him out there and get him reps and figure out and. He can, you can still be fine learning that way. Mm. It's just, it's going to look a lot shittier, which it has. And the wear and tear. It, it possibly, I mean, A, the wear and tear, yes. And B, like, it also could have stunted a little bit. I'm using that for lack of a better term. Some of the growth with some of these other guys, the Michael Carters, who it took half a year to get, you know, or it took like a third of the year to get going. Elijah Moore took half the year to get going, right? You know, if the O-line isn't being – if the protections aren't right, like the O-line is going to look like shit, which it has, right? Like mm-hmm. guys getting injured on, on defense because they're out there 40 minutes a game or they just look like shit because they're out there 40 minutes a game, like stuff like that. Like some of that stuff or, or the fact that, you know, Greg Knapp dies and so LaFleur is not up, at, up in the booth like he wants to. He's down on the sidelines to be with Zach Wilson. Like if you have a veteran that's starting like, you know – but there's no going back, so you know we're gonna keep going with the with with what we chose to do. Uh, I don't think it will necessarily. Just the fact that he didn't get seriously injured, I don't think. Things detrimental, uh, you know, other than the season was almost just a from a playoff perspective a complete loss, but we probably weren't we weren't making the playoffs anyway. Um, but we might not have looked this bad. You know what I mean? Like yeah. other than the optics, uh, because he didn't get injured. I don't really think that there's, there isn't really much downside to what they did, but I think in hindsight, it probably would have been just slightly, you know, I guess slightly better for him to have just learned for at least half the year and to have that veteran to like run the thing. Cause it's, it's not just him that it was a rookie. It was the coaching staff that was a rookie. Yeah. Blind leading the blind in a sense was not the best course of action for the team. I just don't think that it'll necessarily in the long run. I don't think it'll necessarily hurt us in the long run. You know, there are other things that can hurt us in the long run. I don't think that decision is one of them. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, no, I feel you. Um, thoughts on thoughts on Cam low key before before we head off because before last time we spoke man's was was still searching 
you know what I mean? Now back in the NFL and he's in the wild card hunt with his old team. Like what, what's your, what's your thoughts on Cam? I mean, good for him. I'm happy for him that he, you know, he's able to find, he's able to go back to Carolina and play well. Um, and then happy that they still lose because we have some of their picks. Yep. That's right. And shout out to Seattle for being an absolute train wreck and fuck Jamal Adams for all the bullshit that he pulled. And thank you for the first round pick. Yep. It will be top 10. Pretty much. Knock on wood. Got that. Man, yeah, the future is looking bright. I will say on the on the Jets, on the Jets front, I, I was feeling bad when you said Michael Carter, because like I picked him up the week he got hurt. Oh, so it's your fault. Because I had him on oh. two of my teams. So oh. it's your fault. No. So it's your fault. I got greedy. I was so it's like, your no. fault. It's your fault like, that you know, now I, I have in one five. league, <laughs> I'm down Derrick <laughs> Henry no. and Michael Carter, and all I have is Najee Harris. So it's your listen, fault. Listen. <laughs> Listen, I got greedy. You know, I had like at least two or three, two or three flex positions on a buy. I was like, I, I, I'm, I want to keep this one seed. I want to keep this one seed. You know, I'm, I'm basically, I'm killing it in fantasy football. That is, and I'm like, you know, I, I just want to maintain. And I'm like, wait, Tom, he got hurt. I went straight to Twitter and I saw it because I didn't get to catch the game live, and I was like. This is what it is. And fast forward. You know what? It might be my fault because John Morant, <laughs> John Morant is now, he's fucking injured now. Like, so I don't know. I don't know what the hell to do. I, I Listen, my fantasies is going to be looking like something crazy for the next couple of weeks. I'm a knock on wood. Please, yeah, all, Josh Allen, keep competing healthy. Christian McCaffrey, stay healthy. We going to knock on wood. Kelsey, listen, y'all need to make a playoff push. I need to prove everybody that y'all compete in the Kansas City Chief. I need to stay good. Now, Knock on I need whoop, to but... ask you something. Go I need ahead. to ask you something with your Giants, right? Yeah. Because this is what I think has to happen. Okay? You got a completely clean house. Yep. At the end of the year, everybody. Because yep. I, I, I'm only bringing it up because I saw the Rappaport thing this morning saying that Gettleman's probably gone, Right? You need to get rid of Gettleman. Get, like, get, getting rid of Jason Garrett wasn't the answer, and it's not going to be the answer, right? Okay? Mm. But, like, you need to get rid of Gettleman. You need to get rid of Joe Judge. You need to get rid of the whole coaching staff. You need to get rid of Daniel Jones. And, obviously, why would you sign Saquon Barkley, an injury-riddled running back, to a second contract? Yeah. You just need a clean house. Yeah. I mean, why would you draft them? <laughs> you know, like, no, no, because I remember, like, back, back when the I know, draft, why would you use the number two pick on them? Yeah, like, I remember, like, me and me and Pete going back and forth on, like, yo, like, there's there's no reason why you should, like, aim so high for a running back within the first round, let alone the top 10 like why 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 even go so hard for that when you know that your team doesn't have the the, the pieces around them like at the time we had a- I, I, I know the, i remember i remember the justifications everybody yeah. thought oh well having a running back that can do all that that that's that, that that's that talented 
will take some pressure off the offensive line and help that. And so the offensive line will be better. It'll help Eli in his old age, blah, blah, blah. All that other bullshit. Bruh, you're and it was actually quite the, the opposite. The offensive line was so goddamn bad that Saquon Barkley now just gets injured and looks ineffective. Yeah. So ACL in the process. Nah, listen, it was sad. I was like, I, I remember. But I liked guy. him. I liked him. Yeah, I loved him. I was I, like, yo. I, I liked Saquon. You know what I mean? Like, why, like so I, I do feel bad for him too, but I think that you just, you just need to clean house. Like, gut, like, just gut it. It's just completely gut it. And all these people with, with Joe Judge is the answer. Well, he's not. And it was clear that he wasn't going to be. Uh, and if you're going to bring in a new GM, you might as well. Don't do the, we're going to keep Rex Ryan, fire, fire uh, Mike Tannenbaum and bring in John Itzik, who's a complete fucking boob to mess up everything. Okay. No, if you're going to bring, if you're going to, if you're going to fire Gettleman and fire judge, let the GM pick his coach, especially if you're, he's also going to be picking his own QB. Just wipe the slate clean. Sorry, sorry, Baker and Shannon. Yeah, yeah no, that's listen, it's listen. nothing I haven't texted you all season. Listen, the Daniel Jones thing, it it basically it hurts because like you well, of course you want all your, your, your 49 turnovers since he entered the league. Yeah. yeah. 29 interceptions and 20 fumbles. I don't think I could have 49, 49 turnovers. And how many starts is that? I mean, Jameis like had it in the something. season. Well, yeah, I would have probably gotten injured in the first start anyway. So that's really the main reason why, <laughs> why I would have taken one fucking sack and been out. So I'm not lying. Yeah. But by, like, <laughs> by the Watt brothers, just just by the Watts. <laughs> Man, them boys, them uh, boys are bred different. I mean, hey, listen, listen, I, I. He holds a warm place in my heart for one stupid, insignificant reason, and that's because he's a dookie and he got drafted around the same time as R.J. Barrett. I, I, that's per, that's that's my one stupid. I know it's. I know. I yeah, know. So you could say stupid just, again. Say stupid. Listen, again. stupid. <laughs> it's stupid. But I'm like, yo, like he. It's had, ridiculous. He wasn't. He wasn't the quarterback. He wasn't selected at the at the time that he needed to go, but he has value. But the team is trash, so he sucks more. It it's Daniel Jones has no value. It's clear as day he's a backup. I mean, I still feel even that's value though. Like value he's is a, he's a he's a serviceable is, one. Yeah, value is is still like backups are still valuable. You know what I mean? So like I, at the end of the day, um, overall objectively, I do feel it is time to clean house because like you can't you can't keep having these seasons where essentially you you find ways to lose. Like it's one thing I feel like the Jets. You like the Jets, you have the built in excuse of the injuries and basically of how the team is run, right? The Giants are like a combination of like the 2000 Knicks and like 
some like like what 2000s Knicks where it's just like you guys like pick ways to lose like you guys like find it like the most stupidest ways to lose the most gimme games that like because every team is playing down to you that's on the QB and the head coach yeah yeah and the team sucks because of the GM so it's no man's land thing so like unfortunately you do have to move on and i do think it does start with saquon because he's the biggest asset um i miss but jerry reese. Yeah, but he's a free Daniel. agent you can't trade him ultimately and he, speaking, and he has no value he's an injury riddled running back i mean hey listen he oh. has no value because you're because you're only going to have him for this for the rest of this year and i think the, it's, the trade deadline's passed anyway but like he had, he has no value. And now we have the draft pick. The draft pick is more valuable, especially at the running back position than Saquon is. Sad, sad to say, but yeah, um, we have to move on from DJ. It is tough, but it, it you do have to clean house. It's, it's just, Bye-bye, I, can't seeing, I can't keep seeing the same season play over and over. Where like because I could, you know what I could easily see, I could easily easily see like the rest of the NFC East just middling out for whatever fucking reason for the last couple of games, and the Giants fans having hope that if one team loses and the other team loses and the other team loses, then maybe wild card. And it's just like, can you just you not? Know, you can't. You can't think in like finite game terms you need to think of it in like infinite game game like like you can't think about it in like finite game theory but in infinite game theory you can't be looking at your at who you're up against this year to be like well but if if this happens and everything else like no you just have to look for the long-term betterment of your own team that right like, and that's and, and that's where I, I bring up the like the 2000s knicks because like that's all i did <laughs> like especially as a fan i got like that's all i did i'm just like all right, well, I mean, we're 37 and we're 35 and 44. Like, if we win out and become 38 and 44, we could be a seven seed and and top the Atlanta Hawks or whatever team. I mean, we did that in the what the year after the the, the miracle year 2013 when we basically won out. And it was the Hawks that eliminated us again. That was the same thing. Yeah, the Hawks eliminated. No, it was the Bucks. No, 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 no. The, the 2013, Hawks. it was the Hawks. The Hawks had the then, eight seed, but the but the, the Hawks ruined it. I thought the, the Bucks, Bucks had the no. I thought the Bucks Wait, had the eight no, seed. No, you're right. No, it was the Bucks. Was JJ the Bucks Redick had the eight seed? We couldn't catch them. JJ Redick was a part of no. that team. That was the 2013 team that got swept by LeBron James in the Heat. The 2014, 2013, 2014 team, we had the eight seed, and we and the Hawks had the tiebreaker. We finished with the same Semantics. record. Semantics, but. Yeah. And, and they and they Hold took on. the bum ass Pacers to the to seven games in the first round, because because remember because remember the Pacers faced the Hawks in the first round, then the Wizards the second round, and then they faced Miami in the third round and lost in six. Oh my God, you're right. You're right. It was the Hawks. The Hawks eliminated us twice. Them bitches. Mon <laughs> Shumper was fuck Trey Young. I mean, it is what it is. Yeah, yeah, basically. Yeah, but but back then it was Dennis Schroeder and Jeff fucking Teague. <laughs> Before Dennis Schroeder, oh, that's a barber. It was oh, uh, that's bad. Jeff Teague, bro, to lose to Jeff Teague, yo, I don't even want to talk. Like, about 
Yo. But that's and Jeff, Teague, and Jeff Teague's an NBA champion. I'm, I'm sick to my stomach. But that's <laughs> but that's essentially what it's come down to for 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 the Giants. It's just like you play those finite, you know, to your to your point that you know of what you mentioned. Where it's like I have to hope that this team, that this team, that this team, just so that you know we can at least have a chance at losing in postseason. Not to win, but just a chance to basically sniff postseason, and that's. You know, that's not what you want to do. Like, you don't want to be in no man's land while you're really supposed to be in rebuild mode. And that's what Giants should have been from the jump. That's what the Giants yeah. been should have been since before Eli Manning left, since before Daniel Jones or Saquon Barkley was drafted. You know what I mean? We were in grade, we were, well, grade school. We were in, in undergrad when the Giants were supposed to freaking, like, flip the table. You know what I mean? Like, so... Ultimately speaking, I do think that they like uh there needs some some revamping. Um, you know, ditto on the year. Um, I will say props to the props of the NFC East to actually looking somewhat competent this season, somewhat. Um, and and uh yeah, uh, that that that's basically my take on that. Anything else you guys want to how about this? We we did uh we did pass Thanksgiving. We didn't get to say what us as Homer fans are, are, are thankful for. Randy, it, it's been a, and it's been a minute since I heard your voice. What are you thankful for as a sports fan this uh, this year? I'm honestly I'm honestly thankful for the fact that there's actually parity in the NBA again. Um, as as a fan, because like too many times people have been fed like the easy bake oven teams that like the Warriors teams that won with KD, like you knew it was a finite situation, you know, ending. It's good to have unpredictability. And the fact that teams are not only just being not they're they're drafting better. Um, they're trying to develop it. I know certain teams, you know, the coaching staff and management just shit, but they they somehow still have talent. But I like the fact that teams are able to feel more important even you know even though they're not the marquee team that you'd watch for the best team in the league that 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 they would be the fact that they have at least a chance to compete and i think parity is what's been missing in in that retrospect because too too for too long we've gotten used to the teams with a, okay it's gonna be a foregone conclusion like that team's gonna be in the finals and this and the third like the suns right now like people were wondered where the Suns are going to be the same Suns of last year. If not, they're better than they were last year, because you know they they won sixteen in a row and beating they, they swept through New York this past weekend. So, um, it's great to see teams, especially the the other market teams like Memphis, uh, uh get better and, and and strive well. Washington, you know, with the some of their parts under Wes Unsell Jr. do a great job, or Charlotte, which is a buzzing city. Um, not to not to be a pun, but you know the horn, the hive is real in in Charlotte. So you know they're they're buzzing down there as well. So um, any given night, you know, even if the Rockets are two and whatever, they're still they're playing hard every night. You know, with those young guys, you know, with, with Jalen Green and, and and Kevin Porter Jr. Even now, John Wall may want to come back. He's reconsidering his options of coming back. Um, like you start to see what the rule changes bring out in certain teams and who's real and who's not. And I like the fact that in that Damian Lillard is finding other ways to be effective outside of his known scoring. I think 
Chauncey Billups has done a great job in, in order to reach Dame in other ways to win, even though it may not be flashy and getting the numbers, you're making sure to lean on your teammates to win because CJ McCollum is leading the team in scoring this year. So it's, 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 it's a beautiful thing in terms of what the game in basketball has been able to do as well as, you know, uh, other sports as well. You look at baseball, um, you look at the champions, you know, this past year as well, how incredible that was for them. Um, it's just been a beautiful thing just to watch and be and be um, privy to in terms of um, in terms of sports. And now with football um, being the Rubik's Cube that it is, it's, it's a beautiful thing. And it is, we've had a great sports year considering the year that prior that we had with the pandemic. Only Randy uh, would emphasize buzzing and say no pun intended. <laughs> that's my take on that. <laughs> Rob, what are you thankful for? What are you thankful for? Um, I mean, baseball-wise, I'm definitely thankful for Alex Cora. Right. <laughs> like, I think that's pretty self-explanatory. Yeah, um, it still hurts. Very thankful for, for Alex Cora. Keep, keep driving that knife. Uh, I mean, football. I'd that, say I'm healthy that that PCL sprain was not was not worse uh, on Zach Wilson. Because mm. uh, that would have really been a disaster. Um, and I'm thankful for uh, Seattle sucking because that we got their pick and it's a nice FU to Jamal Adams, that fake prez, uh, as he likes to call himself, the real prez. Like, no, you're out for yourself and you're selfish and screw you. Um, and then in basketball, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm actually – I'm very thankful to see a lot of these young guys, like, step up and, like, we're seeing development. You know what I mean? Like – they're better than they were last year. Obi's better than he was last year. Like RJ Barrett, even though you can't really see it offensively right now, like he's defensively better. and just overall, he's better than he was last year. Quickly is much better than he was last year. Like quickly can actually run a unit this year. He really couldn't last year. Like, so to see that has been because, you know, our future rests on like their shoulders. So, um, I'd say those are, those are keeping it as we do homers wise. That, that is what I will say outside of homers wise. I'm thankful that Adam Silver sacked up and <laughs> games, and then find him for obscene gestures. So got to yes. get that nice little yes. dig in there. Yes. Stay yes. on brand. Oh my God. <laughs> I thought you were going to mention Jay Crowder when he was like taunting him in the playoffs or something like, <laughs> Or maybe it's no. a little too much. Maybe a little too much. I, I'll say this much. Uh, I, I do have two. Uh, and if we were to basically, you know, gear it towards like uh, Nick, uh, Knicks, I could even just say in New York sports in general, I, I, I'm happy that expectations outside of football, expectations have been enhanced for all of the teams in the New York, uh, in the New York area. Um, not to say that they've lived up to them, but the fact that you could justify, like, you know, us as kids or us younger, like watching the Knicks or watching like, you know, for the Met fans out there, 
uh, or Yankee Yankee fans basically like outside of the glorious 09 season and like pretty much the middling years of A-Rod and Derek Jeter. Like we had those expectations that were really, really, really biased and really jaded. And it really didn't have much like uh, a context to it. Like, yo, man, Knicks, this is our year. We're going to do this. Like we could legitimately, although we're, we're giving a lot of qualms to them and we're, and we're critiquing them, we're critiquing them not because we don't believe that, like we feel like if they basically, as you guys mentioned, right, it's, it's, not, a, it's not a cliff, it's a hill. Um, I'm thankful that there's no cliffs um, uh, for the most part in, in these sports teams that, that we've seen. And, you know, you could basically extend it to the Mets and the Yankees because for an ex- to an extent, they have been competing as of late. And I'm, I'm happy at that. I'm happy that my dad could basically, you know, go like he could go basically drive past um, City Field and he could hear the radio talking about how they basically in a dogfight every game. And for the better part of the year, they had the division. So, like, he could basically be proud of that. Happy that we could say that we had like a win streak, although it ended it ended. Shout out to Cora. <laughs> Shout out to Cora. But yeah, like I'm happy that those expectations are lifted because that like heightened expectations call for those expectations to be fulfilled, for those expectations to be exceeded, as we saw last year with the Knicks. So I'm happy with that. But I'll say this, um, and not a plug, hope to be a plug for the future, but uh I I am thankful for uh the opening of the UBS arena. Because it, it, is, it gives me a little sense of pride that in my backyard, my backyard of my backyard, although Nassau, like Nassau Coliseum was right there as well, I get to say that I'm only an exit away from, you know, uh, an arena that like, you know, I could basically reignite the flame that is hockey or go to sporting events like a wrestling event. They're going St. John's is playing um, basketball out there um, this month. So I'm hyped that, you know, I could get to say, Yo, y'all coming to my back. Yo, you going to UBS? Oh, you need to pull up by me first, man. Like, you need to pull up to me. You know what I'm saying? You got to say what's up to me before you pull up the UBS. So I'm happy that the UBS arena is here. Um, and I could just be a homer. Uh, and that being said, I know it's it's Sunday. We got to get it, you know. Uh, Monday is, is, is on the horizon. There was a little bit of snow in the morning. I don't know if you guys know this. There was a little bit of snow um, nearby, nearby um, at least, at least, uh, in Northeast Queens, you know what I mean? There, there was some snow at six o'clock in the morning. I was going out to church. I think it stopped snowing at around 7, 30, 8 o'clock. Um, it was very light, but that being said, winter is coming. It is upon us. Um, so, you know, if you if you didn't have it, get your cup of joe, rock out, Rob. Randy, I know you and I, we have to get our Haitian bread, and our, you know, a pan. Uh, chocolate, or uh, chocolate, you know what I mean? Get our Sunday crackalacking. That being said, I'll catch you. Take it easy, guys.